Hello everyone, I'm Undead Rebel, and you could find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash undeadredbull. You'll see a variety of content on stream, including sporting news, but my channel is more focused around video game content and playthrough of the hottest and newest video games currently out now. So, can't wait to see you in the stream to watch some epic fails, have some laughs, and maybe some OMG moments. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hey guys, it's Ryan Green Machine Ebner here from the Big J and BB Show, your source for gaming, anime, and sports news. You can find us on your podcast platform of choice. Just search Big J and BB Show on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Also find us on Twitter at Big J and BB Show. Now enjoy the next episode and stay breezy. From the first pitch to the final buzzer, OnTap Sportsnet has got you covered for all your Chicago sports needs. Read up on the current state of your team on our website and listen to us banter during our team-specific podcasts. Thirsty? We even have beer reviews to help you take the edge off. Follow us on Twitter at OnTap Sportsnet and get all the content you'll ever need at ONTAPSportsnet.com. OnTap Sportsnet. It's what's on tap in Chicago. Welcome into the podcasted version of the stream, everybody. As always, brought to you by BUSR.com slash Josh. Go over there and get yourself a sign-up bonus. People say, people say that it's the most user-friendly gambling website out there. And if you live in Illinois, you understand how much of a pain it is to uh, register. Yes, you have to register. To gamble on sports it's a little ridiculous but welcome into the podcasted version of the streams if you follow me on twitter at josh barlog uh you do know that there was no stream on monday night in fact it is uh nearing 12 30 in the morning here on tuesday and i figured i can't leave you guys hanging so technically you're gonna get a twofer because you're gonna get one this morning and then you're gonna get the stream tonight uh which can be found on twitter and facebook um not a ton to get into today, but I do want to comment on a few things based on uh, the, the Chicago sports world. And they're all good things. So there's no going to, there's no, there's not going to be talk about the Dodgers. There's not going to be any, uh, any negativity here. I, I'm in a really good mood. This is great. And really, I, the only reason why there wasn't, Wow. The only reason why there wasn't a stream is because I had a little bit of internet trouble. So, other than that, really good day. So let's get into some let's get into some sports talk, shall we? Um, the White Sox and Cubs are rolling right now, and uh, how do you not start off the episode with uh, with Cubs and White Sox talk? Mills had an unbelievable start tonight for the Cubs, beating Kansas City two nothing. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, it's just Kansas City, and if you're a White Sox fan, you can't say that because we just swept them too. In Kansas City this year, unfortunately for Kansas City Royals fans, they're a team that you're supposed to sweep. I mean, aside from Whit Merrifield, that's pretty much it. You can make your arguments about Jorge Soler, but uh, I, I was in the camp last season of he was going to fall off, and all signs point in that direction this year. Um, so they, they come off a sweep of the Pirates, and they beat Kansas City tonight. And on the other side of town, the White Sox, again, sweep Kansas City, and then they play a nail-biter against Milwaukee. So Cubs fans, you're welcome, first of all, 
coming from a Sox fan, and I know there's some Reds fans out there that were uh, that were texting me like, "Hey, can you can you please beat the Brewers? Like this is really important to us." Um, I want to dive into this game a little bit because now I know you're gonna you, you get all the recaps, right? You get all the recaps from ESPN. You watch the highlights, but I want to I want to talk about one specific play that I don't think is going to be covered, and. It came later in the game. Leary Garcia was up. James McCann uh, was on first. I, I believe it was just... I believe he walked. Um, uh, no, I lied. He he got hit. He got nicked by a pitch. And the, Garcia grounded one to second. And McCann went in really hard to second base. Legally. Broke up the play. And Leary Garcia beat out the throw to first. That allowed Jose Abreu... I think I have this mixed up, but nonetheless, it was a big play because I'm pretty sure that we, I'm pretty sure we tied the game. We did. Okay, I'm thinking of two different plays. Leary Garcia beat out that play, ended up getting onto third, getting into third, and then he comes around on that wild pitch. Uh, I believe it was a wild pitch, pass ball, wild pitch, either one. Uh, when Nick Magical drew that walk, which gave the Sox the lead. So little things like that. I just I had to make sure that I got that out there even though it wasn't very clear. Hopefully you stuck with me. But I want to mention a couple other things. Uh Jose Abreu obviously the the gigantic two-run home run. If you again follow me on Twitter at Josh Barlog, you know that that was in the recap video that I'm I'm trying to do uh every single day as well as posting these recaps on ontapsportsnet.com. Um first of all, Quick sidebar, if you don't frequent ontapsportsnet.com, you're missing out. Because the the literature on there and the content on there, I mean, I got to be honest with you. And and sure, I'm affiliated. I'm a contributor. But it's, it's so good. We have some unbelievably talented writers over there that really know their stuff. Really know their stuff. Especially... Um, a couple guys that, that write about the Bears, uh, Duke Coughlin and Lucas Perfetti. They really know the game of football. You have Austin P at Blackhawks D Zone contributing for Ontap Sportsnet. That guy is a hockey wizard, which we'll get to in a second. But I I, I suggest that ontapsportsnet.com, and there's also some some pretty sweet swag on there. So if you're looking for a Christmas gift, get yourself a Bear Down and Crackham T-shirt. Um, Ross Detweiler. Who would have thought that Ross Detweiler would be a staple in this bullpen? Because I'll tell you what, it's not me. It was not me. Ross Detweiler hasn't allowed a run. I'm pretty sure he's only he's walked less than three, if any. I might have to, I should have stat checked that, but I don't think it's high. Um... The guy is a bulldog, and we saw this last year a little bit, right? We saw him making spot starts, and and you're like, yeah, Ross Detweiler, he's not a sexy name, but he gets the job done. And with Carlos Rodon going down today with, with shoulder soreness, um, joining Ronaldo Lopez in that same category, Matt Foster came in at first, did a good job of holding it down, and then Ross Detweiler came in and, and, and really ate up some innings. I get, well, I shouldn't say eight up some innings. I think the Sox used six pitchers um, with Colome closing it out at the end. But it just feels good to have that guy out of the bullpen that you know that if, if you really need it, you can get you know three, four innings out of this guy. 
and he'll 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 take care of you. Uh, so shout out to Ross Detweiler, Ross the boss. You're a you're you're a big namer on OnTapSportsNet.com. Um, so on the other side of town, we have the Cubs rolling right now. They're eight and two. White Sox are six and four, jockeying for that uh, those two top spots in the American League Central. And the Cubs sit atop the the National League Central, and actually atop baseball, I believe. I believe they they have the best record. I I will admit I had a, I had some doubts about David Ross, and and it's or it's look, you are a sixth of the way through the season, and we you know it's okay to have your doubts if we even get to the sixty games, but I'll admit it I was wrong. I was wrong. David Ross has these. They have him playing well. They they have them clicking. The bullpen is starting to, um, they're starting to find themselves a little bit. I know that the bullpen was a concern for Cubs fans going into the season, and even last year was. I mean, I said this multiple times that last year they couldn't. Nothing matched up for them last year, and they were they were in the hunt to the end. So I, I, I don't know if it was like a premature freak out for Cubs fans, but. There's there was no reason for anybody to start losing their minds. I mean, they they didn't lose anybody. And you have Rowan Wick who came out of nowhere at the end, at the back end of your bullpen, who's I mean he's damn good. So Cubs fans, good morning. <laughs> I mean, smell the coffee. David Ross has your boys playing well. Now. What is this scenario going to be when you're supposed to play the Cardinals this weekend? Because the Cardinals Cardinals series got canceled. Their series Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And you're supposed to play them Thursday, Friday. You're supposed to play them this weekend. I believe that's a four-game series. So, look, this is the scenario. I'm not going to stay on this. I promise. This is, this is going to be a very positive show, as I said. I think you just have to be weary of what happens in the next couple days, health-wise, with the Cardinals. And then you need to figure out what you're going to do if you're the, if you're the Cubs. Because I, I think there's some sort of... There's some way where these teams can, can literally just say, like, oh, we're not comfortable playing. We're not comfortable playing the Cardinals because of what's been going on with them. I'm pretty sure that's in there. Correct me if I'm wrong on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I, look, you're playing a terrible Kansas City team. So you're 8-2. and two. You have an opportunity to be 10-2. I mean, come on. You have an opportunity to be 10-2 12 games into the season. When people were counting you to finish third, fourth in the division... I mean, you're well on your way. It's gonna take. Look, it's. I know it's. It, it twelve games. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's sixty games. It's gonna come up quick. It's gonna come up really quick, and you're gonna need at that margin. You're going to need a pretty sizable meltdown to really find yourself out of it. You've given yourself some ground, so much so that there's a little bit of room for error. Not a lot. Because of the 60 games, there's a little bit of room that you can experiment with things. Maybe they're buyers at the deadline. 
August 31st is the deadline. It's come, that's coming up quick too. And if you're the White Sox, do, do you buy? Do, do you go out and get somebody? Or do you leave it alone because they seem to be playing well right now too? Maybe you do go get a starter because you don't have any. Thanks a lot, Don Cooper. I appreciate you. But I think things are things are going to get really interesting for Cubs fans and White Sox fans over, the, over these next couple weeks. Because there are some big decisions to make in a very short amount of time. August 31st, it's coming quick. It's coming quick. So as we move on to some other sports news, but sticking here in Chicago, uh, a second bear has um, opted out, which I guess I'll segue into uh, into the NFL's decision to move up the deadline. It's likely, I believe it's Thursday or Friday this week. It's later this week around 4 o'clock Central Time where players have to report to their respective teams and say whether they're opting out. Um, I think, not trying to be negative, but I think the NFL is probably going to handle this worse than the MLP is. <laughs> I mean, I, it just kind of feels like the NFL's in denial. And I, I think if they don't really, really consider a bubble, they're going to be doing themselves a huge disservice. But we... I, I, <laughs> On here on Natty Nights, we we plan on having uh, Duke Coughlin and possibly even Lucas Perfetti. We'll see what his schedule looks like as well to have them on to talk about this NFL situation. So stay tuned for that. I'm, I'm we're gonna try and figure something out this week um, to have them on. Maybe we'll have them both on. Just one, you know, two different shows. Why not two different per, uh, perspectives about the Bears? So let's uh, let's quickly talk about this Blackhawks series. So when you you wake up on Saturday. Put your, I'm trying to put myself in. I'm trying to put you in my shoes, as as a as a giant hockey fan. You wake up on Saturday, you feel good. You uh, you realize that it is August first, and the White Sox play at one or two, and the Blackhawks play at six. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I I want I wish I wish we were live right now because I have to tell Ryan about the I mean he knows about it but just I have to talk it through with somebody placing the largest bet that I have ever placed on any wager came through when the Hawks won 6-4. They looked really good on Saturday. The Taves line was buzzing. Johnny Taves looked like he was back in 2010. Dominic Kubelik setting records. I mean, it doesn't get much better. And, of course, there were still people complaining about Corey Crawford. Okay, you know what? It's a, it's a 6-4 win. I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the gambling dub, and I'll take the hockey win. Let's go into Monday. We're feeling good. Well, I'm, I'm going to be uh, completely honest. I, I, I saw... In total, I saw the the last third period, the the last of the third period, all twenty minutes. Um, so I didn't really get the f- the 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 feel of the game. But based on 
based on what what I was told from people, um, Connor McDavid is just a freak, and and there were some defensive lapses, which that doesn't shock me at all. Being being a Blackhawks fan and watching this team for so long, I I did see the one goal that Corey Crawford just whiffed on the puck. Not cool. I mean, look it, it, at that point it was. At that, at that point, it was 4-3 in the third period. Very much still a game. And Crow whiffs on a puck, and it goes in. Now it's 5-3. And then they score again. And then it's 6-3. And you're like, okay, well, it's over. It's over. So the things that I want to look forward to in Game 3 here, and, and I, look, I'm not really going to harp too much on Game 2. I'm just not going to do it because these two teams are bad defensively. They're just bad. Yes, both of them. And the the Oilers putting in Koskinen for game two was a good move because it just seems like the Blackhawks have Mike Smith's number. It, and that feels good. That absolutely feels good. But... If you're the Blackhawks, Corey Crawford's your guy. I mean, in my opinion, you ride with him the, the entire time. Whether you lose the the, the rest of the series or whether you come back and, and you find yourselves in the conference finals, you need to ride this guy's hand. You don't have any other options. Dating back to the Robin Leonard situation, but Corey Crawford's your guy. So looking forward to game three, you get, domin- uh, you get um, wow, you get Drake Kajula back. Which, you know, at first, um, I I did I talked to a couple of people about the hit, and they're like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really, you know, Ennis is a small guy. What do you really expect Kajula to do? And then uh, the the my main guy, my main hockey guy over there, uh, Blackhawks D Zone on Twitter, was like, look, it was a bad hit. Like it, it got him in the head. But the problem that he had with it is that it wasn't called a penalty during the game. But then he got he got this suspension for game two, and there were of course there's some conspiracy theorists out there that are like, well, they're just evening the playing field because Edmonton's on their home ice and like they don't want him to get swept, and it's like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I guess, and then, um, I'm blanking on the name, but somebody on Minnesota speared somebody else on the on the bench on the. Uh, opposition's bench out of retaliation didn't get a um, didn't get suspended. It's, it's it's just inconsistent. It's always been inconsistent with the with the Department of Player Safety over at the NHL. That's just the way it's been, and unfortunately, I don't think that's going to change. But let's keep it positive. Getting Drake Kajula back is huge because John Quenville played like three and a half minutes tonight, and he didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Positives are the uh, the Kane and DeBrinket line was uh, I don't really want to say buzzing, but they were they were moving pretty nice. They were moving pretty nice. They had scoring chances. Uh, I, I think immediately when I, I I walked away, came back, and Jonathan Taves absolutely just rifled a piss missile, but missed the net on a one timer. So I'm not nervous because I think this Blackhawks team. I think they ju- the wake up is coming in game three. I think the game one, the motivation of, well, let's go out and show everybody what we got 
I think that showed up in game one. And then game two, Edmonton did the same thing. I think Edmonton was like, look, we did not play well game one. We know that when we only lost by two, this, this is our game. Connor McDavid came out and had a hat trick. Leon Dreisaitl. I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill. Edmonton has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and that's it. Where's the depth? Where's the depth on Edmonton? You have Tyler Ennis. You have Anthony Sue. You have Zach Cassian, which is I mean he's your goon. You have Oscar Clefbaum, and that's it. But like. Clefbaum has been a, he's been non-existent this this series. Cassian tried to run over Bovquist tonight. So, but that's it. I mean, it, look. <laughs> I mean, if if McDavid doesn't have that hat trick, this is a much different game. He had two goals in the first four and a half minutes. So there's got to be some coaching. Uh, there's got to be some coaching memos in the locker room of like boys. First of all, stay out of the box. And second of all, you got to be glued to Connor McDavid. I mean, look, you have to be... He's going to score on you. He's going to score. You give him one, okay, cool, but that that's it. That's it. And maybe you even do the same thing with Leon Dreisaitl. Maybe you go, okay, look, we got to score at least three because Dreisaitl and McDavid are going to have one each. Like, Ryan Nugent Hopkins does not scare me. Connor McDavid does. Leon Dreisaitl does. So if you're the Hawks, looking into game three, I think your your game plan has to be, one, stay out of the box. So discipline is key. Two, it's going to be very tough playing... Like, how do I say? You, you can't match goal for goal with Edmonton because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. I think if you can carry a lead and play 5 on 5 consistent hockey. I think you do you, I think you beat Edmonton. They're a very beatable team. Austin talked about this on on Friday's stream before the series started. He's like, "Look, if you play them 5 on 5, you have a very good chance of winning this series." And the the power play has bitten us. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I mean, they scored another power play goal tonight. That's four power play goals in two games against, if I have that correct. So, as we await game three, Wednesday night, 9 o'clock, I believe, Central Time, I think we just have to keep in mind that uh, this is now a best of three, and there are some very, very hungry players on the on the Blackhawks. Patrick Kane had a goal tonight. They're, they know how to play this game. So I would not panic. I'm not panicking at all, actually. I think they're good. I, I, I just, I think they're okay. So when the puck drops on Wednesday, that's how I think that they're going to look at it. That's how I think that we should look at it. Look, it's, it's the best of three now. And before I move on to a little bit of national stuff, um, a few points that I have to make sure I make is that the Blackhawks have the they have the the home privileges on Wednesday and Friday. So basically what that means for anyone who doesn't fully understand 
the, the these rules. They're, they're a little funky. Um, the Blackhawks get the last change. So basically what that means is, okay, so game one and game two, uh, Jeremy Colleton and the Blackhawks have to put their players on the ice first. So Colleton throws out the Taves line, and then Dave Tippett throws out um, he, he throws out the McDavid line. And now it's going to be reversed. So if if McDavid's line goes out, Colleton can go, okay, who do I want to put out there? Kajula. I, he wouldn't do that, but it, I, you, you get my point. It's it's a little chess match, and and I believe the obviously the last change is a little bit more important. Also, a little little bit of funny, <laughs> kind of a funny factor of this, the Blackhawks have the choice to use Edmonton's locker room as the home team. So that means that Edmonton would be using the visitors' locker room, if the Blackhawks so choose, in their own building. How's that for a morale booster? I just, I just think it's, uh, I just think it's a little funny. Um, moving on to a little bit of national stuff, uh, T's and P's to Mike Soroka, torn Achilles, just a disgusting injury on the Atlanta Braves tonight in Major League Baseball. Ugh. Um, look, Atlanta's in a weird place. You, you, you release Mike Fultonevich and now you lose Soroka. Now I'm sure that release is, is kind of biting you a little bit. I don't I I don't know the latest on on Fultonevich. I think somebody needs to pick him up like ASAP because why not take a chance on this guy? And then you have um still this this COVID issue. But I again I'm gonna save that. You also have the Yankees just obliterating the ball. Aaron Judge has uh, five straight home runs. I don't know if he homered again tonight. I didn't get any alerts on that, so I'm assuming that he did not, um, which is a, a, a giveaway on, on BUSR's Twitter account, by the way, at BetUSRacing. They ask those questions all the time. The question that, uh, today, well, Monday, was will Aaron Judge hit a home run? And you, all you have to do is reply yes or no, and they'll pick a couple winners. They'll drop 50 bucks in your account. How is that not a win? So make sure you're following them at BetUS Racing. They're doing giveaways all the time. And if you feel so inclined, BUSR.com slash Josh. Get yourself a sign-up bonus. I believe it's up to like a couple hundred bucks. Something crazy. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about is the NBA. And I saved this for last because my knowledge isn't amazing. I, you know, I, I got to have some folks on to, to talk ball with me because uh, their their knowledge is better than mine. But I want to give you the the impressions of the way these games are going. Now, listen, Toronto, I, 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 watching Toronto a little bit during the regular season, I'm like, this team is pretty, they're still damn good. I, I don't know why people are counting them out. And, and uh, Owen from Dos of OJ He's like, Nick Nurse is the coach of the year. <laughs> I mean, he, he is the coach of the year, for sure. When you lose um, you lose studs and you're playing as well as you are, it's kind of a no-brainer. And then, you know, uh, Anthony Davis has a bounce-back game today, well, last night, 42 points, seals the deal for the, for the uh, Lakers' number one seed. 
not really surprised with that, to be honest with you. I just think it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs. I think there's going to be a lot of public money on the Lakers, a lot of public money. So if you're, if I don't, I don't know who they're scheduled to play in the playoffs right now. If it ended today, but I, if you're looking for a little bit of a little bit of a win, just just go Apple on the Lakers because they're going to be favored every single game until they get to the finals or until they get to the conference finals. Uh, or the NBA Finals, so that's uh that's a little bit. And then I think the last thing that I have for you guys is this: basketball fans. I feel so like basketball fans should feel, should feel so grateful right now because it, it's a little bit different, right? If you're like if you're Owen, if you're a, if you're a Hornets fan, or if you're a Bulls fan, like I am, Fairweather, I'll admit it. It, it kind of feels like, you know, you feel a little left out. But when you watch these NBA games, it just, I, I can't help but think how euphoric this has to be for basketball fans. Games are on all day. Players are at the very, at the very least, 90% of what their, what their normal regular season skill level is. Some of them are at 100% for sure. And the competition is just there. It's just there. So bravo, NBA and Adam Silver. You did it again. You did it again. I mean, I mean, I don't want to pump this guy's tires every single every single time COVID comes up or the bubble comes up, but this guy, they just did it right. And the NHL as well, Gary Bettman. Is, it doesn't really pay me to say that anymore. Me and, me and Garrett, we're, we're cooler than we used to be. But Adam Silver, seriously, amazing job. And basketball fans, I'm, I'm happy for you that you got your sport back in uh, in a right way, even though you had some hiccups, Lou Williams, cough, cough, and uh, Zion's back, and LeBron's out for vengeance. So we will keep this moving. Um, tonight, yes, tonight, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock Central Time, live on Twitter and Facebook, uh, what was I going to say? At Josh Barlog, uh, J-O-S-H-B-A-R-L-O-G, if you want to watch these shows live. If not, you can listen to them as you are right now on Apple and Spotify. If you feel inclined, subscribe, follow, leave a rating. And uh, if you like want your arm twisted or something, hit that support link. Uh, single donations, dollar sign, Josh Barlog on Cash App, Venmo. I have it all. If you If you really want to support the show directly, that's how to do it. And uh, yeah. That's all I have for you. Shout out to Washington Football Club. <laughs> Those stats are coming out. Adam Schefter tweeted that, tweeted something today. Um, former, oh, it was it was Jordan Reed. Former Washington Football Clubber Jordan Reed. Okay. All right, Shefty. You're, I don't know what's going on with your quarantine, but it's, it's a little different. Uh, but again, thanks everybody so much for tuning in to all of these. I appreciate it. We We hit, this is 55, I think. This is episode 55, so we're, we're going to keep it rolling. Again, tonight, 8 o'clock Central Time, live on Twitter or the podcasted version the next day.